Holy shit, people! Fans of power is here, coming to you live from my apartment here, people! How about that, huh? And of course, with us as always, is the Nasty Nate Kennedy and the Rotten Amato, Joe Amato. We are here to talk your damn ears off about Master of the Universe to the point it's going to make you puke. You know, that's how much we're going to be talking about tonight here, people. We apologize for all the shitty delays, you know, it's, uh, our producers just, um, having a lot of, uh, frazzles frazzles and brain farts and all kinds of bullshit. To put this, to put this, here's what happened. I opened up OBS, I called them on Skype, they weren't showing up in OBS, so I had to remove all of the sources from their video out of OBS, put them all back in, and then when we started, I forgot that I needed to mute one of the mics because if i didn't do that then there would be an echo which you guys had and then i went to reset the link up again and i reused settings but then i guess it was setting in a way that it, it didn't uh open it up to where people could come in and watch so that's where we are apologies but hey now we can get back on on the right track so joe go ahead and, and do your thing and we'll get into our topics and right now is the time i I normally acknowledge everybody in the chat room, but why the hell can't I see the... I can't see nothing. I can't see the link. I can't find the show. I'm trying to find it now, and I can't find it on the... Well, I'm on my laptop. I mean, that's... I don't know if it's something ancient about it, but why the hell can't I find the link? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find the link to our show so I can start reading off the chat room. I see... Oh, wait. Finally, it popped up. Okay. Give me about 10 seconds. Okay. All right. Um, Let me see. Hello to God and all the new people that we got here because we were at one point around 29, now it's 16. There's new subscribers. We're like, what the hell are these people doing? But we're getting going now. This is a first. There's a first for yeah. everything. At least we weren't kicked well, off like I mean, last week for no I, I th- reason. We would have. We would have been. I think it would have been good the second time around had it not reused settings. But even then, it was still hilarious because Tyler got another shot at it and he was still just like, "Huh? What? We're, we're live." I'm like, "Are you new here?" <laughs> Well, here, let me acknowledge the chat room. We got Grimbot, Febmon, Zentron, Amber Ford, Papa Hud69, Blue X, Zen Brown, Eric Sanchez, Adam Gabbard, Ralph Brock, Spider Rat, and oh, oh, David Clark, JSP, and Darth Baca. Thank we're you all, all for joining all coming us. Back. And we're, we're bringing them back in. Yeah, they're coming back in. And uh, like I said, we have our main discussion, which will be Masters of the Universe Homecoming comic by Emiliano, which is. You guys will love this. But um, after that, we have the Q&A, but also there's a, a contest that David Clark from adultcollector.org did to where he was giving away some of the new Masters of the Universe origin figures, that which we'll talk about here in a second, surprisingly popped up early. He had a little contest, and he has five winners. So after we do the homecoming, I'll announce that right before we do the Q&A, the winners of those figures. But speaking of the Masters of the Universe origins, I mean, I had no clue about it. I was like, what, what the hell is going on? I'm on Facebook, and I'm seeing everybody posting pictures of He-Man, Skeletor, He-Man, Skeletor. And first, I think I think the first thing I seen was a comic that Yuka posted a cover, uh, the cover of for that, uh, those figures. And from there, then I seen that the figures were out, and everybody's getting them. I was like, I didn't know these were at the store. But apparently, I think from what David Clark and others said is it popped up on the Walmart website, but it wasn't a way of where... You could just go search normally. Yeah. I can't remember how the link happened, yeah. but everybody was getting these damn things. And I guess the positive thing to say about this is it's just showing the demand that these figures, which weren't from a natural search, I don't know how it came up, 
just were instantly selling out so quick. I'm just hoping that, if anything, that's a good, positive sign for Masters of the Universe for the future, for when these do hit the stores, that they sell out just as well. They keep replenishing, keep selling. Hopefully they won't go to clearance. And then, with you know, along with the lines of a cartoon coming out eventually... I just want to see some positive, you know, I mean, positive stuff for Masters of the Universe for once. Hey, man, uh, in a long time, a, a lot of these are already popping up on eBay for the the small fee. Oh, and they're, yeah, the what small, three for the three small times fee of one hundred and five dollars? Buy it now. You too can own uh, Origins, He Man, and Skeletor. Like, guys, just be patient. Eventually, you're, you'll find them on the shelf. Like, I, I yeah, don't know these if were it just was, a, I don't early. know if it was a mistake on Walmart's website's behalf or whatever. But I also know too that a lot of people were getting them and. You're wanting it mint on card. They weren't coming in mint at all. They were getting bent and tore up and everything. That's. I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most about always ordering anything from somewhere is just wondering how are they going to come. Especially like you said, for the people that are mint on card collectors. I mean, they were beat to piss. Yep. I mean, the corners, the bubbles were popped off. At least, like you said, when we go to the store and we're looking, you know, we can judge like, oh, that looks good. But I mean, hell, all three of us, we open our stuff anyways. But you know, for people that want to see it, I mean, at least you can know, oh, this yeah. is good condition. So, Along with the worries of. Will they be crushed? Yeah, and guys, like I want to stress this again. Just don't go on eBay. Don't pull a Michael Purvis and go on eBay because you're impatient and spend like way more than you need to on them. They're $15. They're going to be on the shelf this fall. From what I hear, it's Walmart for now, and then next year it'll be like Target and other places will have them on the shelf. So just, just be patient. Yeah, yeah, what the hell is that? I was led to believe these figures would not be showing up until the fall, and a couple right. are showing up. On, I'm like, I, I, that's why I dismissed a lot of which I, I don't. I stopped looking at a lot of He-Man Facebook feeds because most of people just post stupid shit, and most of them anyway. But when I saw that, I'm like, that that I almost felt like this is like some sort of bullshit. You know, someone's crying for attention or, or just trying to store up shit or whatever. And I just thought like, well, this makes no sense. If Mattel announced fall figures are already showing well, up. I, well, I mean, think of, I, think of, I, well, you think about it, the the retail aspect of like fall, I imagine that the figures will start showing up in the back rooms of stores probably in August and then I would imagine by September they would have that mod done and then put the the figures as so I would say September, honestly. That would be Well, my that goal. was my thought. Would be would, would have been September as late as October when this stuff started showing up. So that's why I just thought like, is there did Mattel like out of desperation decide to like shoehorn some stuff up ahead of schedule? I, and well, the, the th make them available. Well, the or? thing too is there are links for, cause I went ahead and, and bookmarked them. There, there's links for battle cat, Tila, evil land, beast man, and the sky sled on Walmart's website as well. So I don't know. If, oh, no shit. I don't know if that's a thing that periodically they'll just put a little bit in stock and, I don't I don't know what the thought process is behind that. Like maybe it's a mistake, especially if people. I don't know because they shipped them out and people got them. So, well, if people have got them, then I can't imagine Mattel's like accidentally shipping out, you know, a few at Walmart only. And I don't know. There's got to be something else there to it. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you know. Actually, because well, I went and looked at our shitty Walmart, Nathan, just to see. Of course, nothing was there, but they restocked this shitty. Uh, you know, WWE, uh, you know, Faker John Cena figures I saw those because I went out I went out today as well, and I saw the Macho Man, and I was like, Macho Man's tempting. The rest of them, it, well, maybe Rey Mysterio just because, but the rest of them, I was like, nah. Uh, like, what the hell is Roman Reigns supposed to be? He's just wearing, like, I'm like, I don't even know what the guy's supposed to be a, a takeoff of. 
you know. But I'll be um, honest, I couldn't remember who he's supposed to be. I don't know if it was Fisto. I really don't know. There's how nothing on there that, that that says he's trying to emulate any He-Man character. So it's like they just kind of got lazy and just throw him on the card and kids will buy him from the range. But, yeah, um, but no, like you said, it's for the origin figures themselves, the ones that popped up. I guess these are just um, the the online stores, you know, right now where they popped up. So not physical stores, yes. but you never know. Like I said, maybe they'll pop up early in stores. But I just like the positivity of at least knowing these things are selling out quick. And hopefully when they come to stores, it'll be just as quick. And like I said, just a better future for Masters when it comes to the figures, the comics, the cartoons, just something. Because like I said, we got to get something going. And I think that's why, like I said, this is why it's a good topic of what we're doing here. We want to talk about, like, fandom and when people who really love something when they put their heart and their love into it you see wow what can people you know what can they create what can they yeah, not with the many comics that come along with these figures that we currently say it looks like dog shit but something of, of quality and substance and not from somebody's legal department and only six pages which, which was kind of yeah. disheartening what stupid yeah. shit i we, we need to address that let me, let me just say this like if the issue is like Mattel's, like it's too damn expensive to put a fourteen-page comic book with our figures that we're we are going to claim we're going to shove millions of dollars into this, then do a six-part story that incorporates the figure that it comes with that is part of a bigger story. But in this one, focuses on Beastman on He-Man's journey to save Castle Grayskull or something like that. Then in the next one, he he comes across Triclops and Evil Inn and moves on to the next one. It's part of one story, but is a self-contained story. It's, like I just feel like that's so cheap and lazy. Now, and 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 you know, I hope Grandpa do, or Grandpa doesn't mind me, but he told me that the person who wrote that that shitty uh, uh, Shadow Beast mini comic was from Mattel's legal department. Oh, really? I didn't know. We'll see yes. if he does at least back that up here. I had no clue. I just I know when <laughs> they, I seen first those six pages, I was go into go into his cube, and it's like, oh, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Oh, you know, doing okay. And then there's just like one vintage figure sitting in his cube by his desk. It's like, oh, oh, hey, do you know we're bringing that back? Yeah, I heard something about it. Would you like to do the comic? Oh, yeah, sure. I, who knows? So we're not going to pay it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot quicker than I thought. Just seeing, you know, six pages. I'm expecting that when we're getting these figures, you know, at the stores, they would invest and get a lot more pages and. When I first seen the cover, I actually thought it was a joke. I thought I was being messed with because it was, uh, I think, Yuka is one who showed me. And Grimba, I think they both showed me. But I looked at it, I was like, is this a joke? That face of He-Man looks bizarre. It, it, it had these really weird eyes that just poked out. And I was like, this doesn't look right. And I guess, apparently, that's one look of the cover. They changed it up and tried to make his face look a lot better. But when I looked, I was like, this looks freaky, but I'm hoping that anything coming down the line in the future, it's like, please make it more than six pages. Yeah, but I that's mean, the thing. I don't, like I don't want fact, people just know? being so, you know, delusional that they'll just accept. I mean, you, you can, we can just sit under Mattel's ass and they just shit right in our <laughs> mouth. And say, oh, can we have another portion, please? I mean, whatever you got to be perfectly fine. You know, I don't want people to just like, if you don't like it, Say so. Don't feel like you have to take it because, well, if we don't buy it, Mattel will say, "My God, man, there's sorts of bitches out there. They don't like he man You know, put him. You know, let's bring back uh, uh that other shitty. Oh, that that shit. What was it called? The the, the twelve inch line uh of that um, action man or some shit like that. I forgot what it was. It was like some lame ass attempt at like a um I don't know what. It's not worth bringing up. But I just it, seeing that shitty mini comic and. If, if that's true, which Grimba, he he doesn't dabble in just bullshit stories and stuff like that. I just thought, like, you know what? Maybe to some people that's not a big deal. But that sounds like a very, very cheap, lazy way of, of trying to push your cards or put, put everything on the table here and, and all your chips. And not only that, but the 
Oh, shit, we're circling. I just see it circling. Wait, wait, it's back, I think. Am I, am I back? Oh, yeah, I you're back. perfectly fine, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Man, what what a just what a cluster this is. No, I, I bet I, Mattel, Mattel's screwing this up. No, it was on my end. I think my internet may have gone down for a second. Oh. I, so I, I think we're we're good there. That's gosh, what a what a terrible. There we go. All right, so we're we're back on there. Jeez, what what a what a cluster. It's not. I don't know. It's saying unable to connect to chat for me on here. So maybe I won't see any more of the chat room. But what? I, well, I can still see. It. Yeah, I can see. Uh, the thing that I wanted to say is the fact that they were only like just that one comic for that entire wave. I like the idea that Tyler had that you could make it like a six part thing and just put it with each of the figures. It kind of gives you more incentive to want to collect them all. Like what's the, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I I just, and look, I mean, for, for anybody who works at Mattel to pretend like the mini comics are not a pivotal part of this toy line. I mean, you you got no business working for the company or any other company for that matter. That is a quintessential part of why this toy line was as, as such a success with us. Is the little comic books that came with it, it gave us adventures and stories and back and a a, little, a a back history at times for the characters. So to get cheap on that, why not just you know ship them in just a you know cheap cardboard box with no explosive red rock while you're at it? I just you know, yeah, I, I think that would have been the much more logical, and it's not tooting my own horn. I just felt like if you're going to go that route, it needs to make more sense as opposed to, here's this little quick shitty story, wrap it up in about six panels, enjoy, kids. I mean, this is a $15 toy. Clearly, this is not a your your standard, you know, five-year-old's toy. I mean, we're, we're borderline more. Marvel Legends at that price. I just that's why I felt you can't get away and say, "Oh, this is meant for kids." You know, you you grown ass adults who like to bitch and complain on the inter- on that their internet and that their social media about what you do and don't like about toys. It's like let's 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 cut all the bullshit. We all know this line is marketed towards us, and you're hoping kids will take to it as well because we want to give it to the youngsters in our lives, children, whatever. But. Yeah, I, it's just a cause for concern. Like I've seen pictures of the toys posed; they look nice, yeah. but it's it's just um, it just kind of makes you feel like what else is going to be kind of thrown in the mix. You know, not that the figures look bad, but I'm like, just I mean, do we really want to have substandard anything with this line? Like it, it to to figure about what Joe says. Like you want it to do well, so why not go all out? Why not? provide something with some extra meat to make everyone happy like i i don't know it's, i guess they just don't say it that way because they at the end of the day mattel is a business it's not like they give a shit whether we like the mini comic stories to them it's like we're doing you guys a favor we're throwing them in gotta be grateful for that yeah i yeah sorry i, I just it, it, the the path that this property has taken when you think about it to go from 2000 X to kind of being dormant for a few years, then they bring classics along, but you have to subscribe to it. So there's like that extra thing sort of dragging you along a little bit. And now it's like, Oh, we'll, we'll put that on ice. And now we're going to bring back origins. It's got articulation, but then it's sort of like half-assed and you're just like, what, who I I don't like, it just, it just doesn't make sense. No, yeah, because it just, you know, and look, you guys, I don't want people to hear me do the same same thing, but I just, I like speaking in logic with, with the three, with you two and people who listen to this. Like, yeah, what Nathan's saying, it does, 
seemed a little absurd to cancel a line that we were all eager to get, even though most casual fans don't know who Negator is or want a meteor because I don't know what that is. I didn't grow up with it. Well, I don't give a shit what you grew up with. It's part of the canon, you know? Right. It's 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 about just that logic why people just like that. No, my, my, my fandom stops here and everything else doesn't mean anything. I, I, why would you limit yourself in Star Wars, Transformers, G.I. Joe? Like, I just, whatever. But that, that but would put I, us in a rabbit hole with, like, the, the other discussions of what's going on with other properties. It brings us back to that whole thing. Well, are there kids still going down the toy aisle? Is it all just adult collectors now? Is it all just the scalpers catering to the adult collectors and reselling on eBay? Is that all toys are these days? We, we could talk about this for probably another 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I just, you know... I really want to be wrong about this. Like when I see those toys filing on the shelf, I want to feel like, okay, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. And I will buy every one of these wholeheartedly and enjoy it. I don't want to feel like, eh, I don't have room for this stuff. And I'd just be buying it just for the sake of buying it. And like, I'm comfortable enough. I'm like, I don't have to have every new item that's got the master's logo slapped on it. Vintage is one thing, but the new stuff, I, I just feel like, you know, do I really want to spend a lot of money on stuff that's going to, I don't know. Joe, do you even have any more room in your collection for stuff? Like, uh, Nathan's running out of room. I'm officially out of room unless I swipe stuff out of here, you know. There's I'm, a wall just... that I never show over there, and I would have to take down, <laughs> I would have to take down a Simpson section because there's nothing in back of me. There is a wall that, if I was to get it completely cleared, could fill up a great line just like the vintage masters of the universe but and i mean well you know i guess yeah i'm just moving the simpsons stuff which it's it's not the uh the figures because i have the all the playmates simpsons figures the ones that are on the wall are the burger king ones and these weird um not weird i'm sorry these small like kind of display pieces of simpsons i never show it someday i will but you kind of start running out of room. I mean, I, I'm very, though, I'm looking forward to Origins. Like you said, when it comes to the mini-comics, I just remember, obviously, like everybody else growing up, I was excited for them just as much as the figures. And that's why, I guess, when you think about the Cosmic Key comic, that's why I was so disappointed. I was like, what the hell was this, five pages? I couldn't even remember if it was five or six. It was a it was letdown. Six pages, because and that's what I thought of when, I, when it, we saw it. See? Six and that's pages? exactly what... That's what popped in my head because I remember Cosmic Key was my biggest letdown. I mean, sure, there's a couple other comics that just were horribly written and drawn, but at least they had more of a story. So when I seen this was six, I was like, that's it? It just only makes me think, hopefully, that for the future figures they do, give us some stories with more pages. Don't just have it like a half-ass six and say, there you go, and that's it. Because you know that's what we've been expecting for the longest. That's what we wanted when we got the classics figures. But we got bios on the back with some horribly written shit and some stupid real names that nobody cared about. Thank so you, when Scott. We seen... <laughs> so when we got mini comics and they were like, hey, well, this is kind of cool. But then the stories were just as bad as the back with the, Thank you, Scott. the bios. <laughs> So that's why these, I'm just hoping, like, give us new stories and give us something fun. Let the kids use their imaginations and enjoy just as much as we did. But don't just give us six page and, hey, it's done, and then use your imagination with your, I mean, it's great. Use your imagination with the figures, but I was hoping it's more. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens in the future. Joe, but I, I, I will say one, oh, go ahead. I, I'll ask you this really fast. Are you kind of looking forward to Origins line from the, the, the customizing aspect more so? No. Than, no, uh, I'll be honest. Um. Sure, I have requests already ahead of time for that, but this is, 
it's given me the feeling that I haven't had since the 2000 X figures came out. It was so fun to go into the stores, see what the hell was out there. You knew about some of the waves, and of course you had to fight and wait for them to be there before everybody got them and snatched them up. But that moment of walking into the store and seeing Masters there was so damn cool. What sucked and what was unfortunate about the 2000 X figures is that packaging just left a lot to be desired because we're sitting there talking about mini comics. They missed the boat on that. There were no fucking mini comics. But Joe, you, you, you look could at get VHS tapes with some of the figures. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, and showing stuff from filmation. Which, I mean, like, even though those VHS boxes were shit, I did think that was a nice addition, mm -hmm. even though it was the it was same cool. damn tape. You know, yeah, it was the whole man courage of Adam, aside right. from releasing the vintage the filmation, which I thought was cool, too, because at that time, we didn't have DVD. So, I mean, D DVD, so DVD was, cool. was around. It just, it wasn't. Well, it was, but He-Man wasn't available on DVD. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, that that was that was like a big deal. So I thought that was, was cool. it, you know, yeah. Um, it was like you said, it wasn't with every single figure, but the thing is, the big letdown is you got it, there was no mini-comics. You turned to the back, and it was the most lackluster card back in Masters history. I mean, I mean, as much as I hate those damn classic bios, at least there's some bit of art and something. What do we get on the 2000X? You get the figures standing there, surrounded by other figures. Like, well, that's fucking exciting. So, th it sucked in aspects. So, thinking about me going into the stores of Walmart and then eventually other stores to see these and see that beautiful red brick design that we've come to know and love all these years, that does get me excited. I want to go back in the stores and have that feeling. But, of course, you know, nowadays, we're going to know everything is going to be released. It's not like when we were growing up, we had to walk in the store and boom, you're just well, excited. we did that with 2000X. It was still exciting as hell to like look for Mac oh, No, no, it or, was. Or, and uh, sure, sure. But you know, I mean, we'll never, we'll never have that true feeling of like when we were kids when you didn't know what the hell was coming. But it's still going to be fun to go back into the stores. So I want kids to have that magic like we did too. And that's why I'm like, you know what? Don't sell kids, don't sell them short these days, meaning don't have faith where you think they're not going to have uh, an imagination to want to read a story. Give them something good like we had. Don't don't just give them six pages. Give them the pages that are like 16 to 20. Give them something to really get beefy and just get in, entranced and sucked into these stories of, you know, Masters of the Universe, especially until the cartoon comes out. You don't know what that'll be like. But I'm hoping it's, oh, it's everything's going to be gonna metal, be and he must be fucking sheer. It's going to be awesome, because Kevin Smith said so, Joe. By the way, that He-Man sculpt looks so shitty on this origin figure. He looks like he's asleep. You know, he's like, his eyes are like squinting like this, like that's not heroic at all. What kid wants to buy a hero whose face is like this? You know what? I'll tell you the one thing that got me the most upset about these. Like I said, I'm excited about them, but I'll admit <laughs> the skeletal head. I think I'm mad because I don't like the open mouth expression. Yeah. Because he's he's looking shocked. I was like, why couldn't you? I mean, think of the logic. You know, trap jaw is going to have a poseable jaw. You know that they could do this with any classic figures. It's like, yeah, why don't well, you just make his? But you know why? They, but you know why they did that it. with Skeletor's mouth, Joe. Because when you look at him, it, it makes it look like he's going, Nyeh. see, there you go. Oh, don't do that. Now we got to get to the story. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about Massive yeah, Universe. Probably because of that asshole from Legal, you know, probably said, it wouldn't be funny if his jaw moved, like like this, like this, these these memes and shit. Well, <laughs> well, now we're going to get to a story that Hipsters. Tyler had introduced me to, because when I first, I told you, when I first got online, I was online years past almost anybody else because everybody else has a fucking computer i'm on a sega dreamcast that's how i used to get <laughs> i forgot about that so i forgot that you yeah were... and i always say oh boy <laughs> but i do always say the story so i knew nothing about all these he-man websites i knew nothing about the fan pages i knew nothing about any of the stuff and then of course when i me and tyler finally got you know connected here on facebook and he was telling me about stuff he told me about emiliano making this 
really cool fan comic that, and I want Tyler, of course, he can go into the history of like when he did it, when he wrote it and stuff. But I was like, I got to see this thing. So I was late to the game when it came to homecoming while everybody else was reading and knowing about it. I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And yet you're still more popular than I am. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say I'm more popular. Definitely. I am not, but the hell you would. <laughs> I just like I, it's sometimes it's just fun to just be really ugly on this podcast sometimes you know I'm not really I'm not ugly any other time except on this podcast like and it's just it's all like fake ugly too like I'm just, I'm giving away my secrets right now but sometimes it's just more fun to be that way I can see why people like being heels and wrestling than, than baby I mean faces, it, it, it is way easier to be a dick than to be a good guy oh man it is like I see why everybody's like no 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 I'd rather just, I'll go out there I'll put you over I'll get heat. Great. No big deal. Like, I get it. Um, but yeah, uh, God, back there in that time when you had, there was a ton of like He-Man websites to go to back in the, the early two, like, like the late, late, late nineties or mid nineties and into the two thousands. I mean, like aside from He-Man.org, you had uh, masters unbound, which was Emiliano's website, uh, castle Griscoll.org, uh, like various like fanfic pages. You had James, uh, James E talks and a uh, Zadok angels episode review website. I mean, God, it was a lot, lot of, of stuff. Jesus. There was a lot of stuff and they, they were busy. People would post. Uh, and, and of course I was, you know, I, I could do the bare minimum. I'm sure Nathan could, could, you know, could, you know, if he ever went to those websites back then, I mean, he did everything much more efficient than I did, but at least back then I could at least, you know, go look at pictures, read stuff. Uh, people would post, artifacts and stuff like that but uh and just kind of looking around i think on masters unbound which was i found that Emilio emiliano's website i i came across the homecoming comic that he did which was a it was a school project i think for i don't know if it was for, i guess for college i don't know maybe it's for high school i have no idea i just know it do you was, know what it was year it was what year he did this i found this this probably in like two thousand maybe i i think some i was in high school at the time when i saw it. uh i actually here you go i'll i'll, I'll read this out loud okay um, and, and this uh, this was not an easy thing to come across now since this website no longer exists so i want to give a huge shout out to grimbot in the chat room who helped me absolutely obtain this um so here's the introduction which i i guess i could have put on here but you guys probably wouldn't have really been able to see the text uh, it isn't easy to imagine how to re represent He-Man in the Master Universe to the public, especially a public like today's. From the many possibilities, uh, the one most suited to my capacities was, without a doubt, that of a comic book. Indeed, Homecoming was first thought about during my time at Milan School of Cartoon Art in 1998. The most problematic aspect in trying to continue a subject, which was left unfinished more than seven years ago, was that of deciding how the story could evolve. So basically, it started in '98, and if I'm not mistaken, this this helped Emiliano kind of uh, like get into the to work on other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, because his website, like, I think Val knew of it. It's you know before their unfortunate falling out, but this kind of and like Val saw the artwork and this put. Emiliano up like the pedestal to work on the 2000 next comic, uh, the 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 one um, packing comic that we got with the He-Man skeleton two pack from 2000 X, like the one attempt we did get comic books, you know, uh, but that that's what got him noticed and 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 got him on the comic, you know, to do uh, one of the posters, uh, pretty much like that. Most of that entire run was done by Emiliano. Uh, Enzo Fontana did some work and then. There was some fill-in issues that 
the artwork was just shit. I, I'm not going to apologize. It was bad. The stories were bad. The artwork was just as worse. But everything that Emiliano had did on that line was awesome. But I dare say th- this because it wasn't like latched onto that 2000X design, which was great at the time. But when you go back and look at it a lot, like you just kind of wish like it, it's just certain some of the looks. I, I don't know. I, I like the Homecoming book because he brought his own like kind of take on some of the characters. You clearly see it's this character. This is Skeletor. This is King Hiss. This is Hordak. And he, he does such a wonderful job of giving his interpretation, but being as faithful as possible in favoring filmation, the live action movie, new adventures, vintage in general, all in one story here. And that was just, a, it's just a prime example of what we talk about in this podcast as someone that's, not out to try and reinvent the damn wheel and get their name out there as opposed to like look what I did look look at this He-Man story and and knowing all this was done for a school project essentially like well it, it started you know, it started out that way and then he went back to it to kind of finish it off i i think my favorite yeah. my favorite aspect to this story is that it, it it ties everything back together we we go from new adventures we find out how how he-man and skeletor like they're back so it, it brings it full circle and that's what i that's my favorite thing about it is that as you said you don't have to make it this big grand epic thing you already have these established characters you just take this xyz and it's like oh all right well let's say at this point the last thing that we had was new adventures and immediately in your head you're like all right well i they they established how they kind of got out of Eternia and now we're new adventures. How do we take those characters and bring them back? And I th- this is just a, a really well done story. There are some parts of the art that I wasn't doing backflips about, obviously. But as I've said before, the story for me in this was strong enough that I just I look past that completely. And to think that this was just a sole project that he did over time, and this thing is like thirty six pages long, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's 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 a long story, and, and just it's such a simple story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Joe, what like do you, did you? Well, when I first read it, again, I loved seeing everything tied together. You'd see that yes, he has his own style. Like, sure, there's influences of anything. Of course, you have to have reference points to make anything right. you do. But you see lots of hidden Easter eggs. I like the fact that. Again, showing from just a passionate Masters of the Universe fan, just what can go through somebody's head. Like, he didn't give us just the same old characters. It's not like when he wrote this story, he's like, okay, I just have to have it be Ram Man, Man at Arms, Beast Man. Like, you know, the typical characters. I was like, wow, he's bringing in quite a different... I mean, just to see that he had Real Blast there and Clamp Champ and Snout Spot, I was like, yes, these are some of my favorite characters. I love seeing it. And I believe he drew Natasa as well. I, I think that was Natasa, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the uh, in Castle Grayskull, like, she, she's there in, like, some of the group shots there. That, yeah, so that was something he's... that stuck out to me a lot, too, when I first saw it, is that the wide variety of characters that he threw in, and it's like, yes, thank God, it's not Beastman and Merman again. That's what I mean. You're seeing variety, and you're seeing somebody that just is a passionate fan that just loves all the eras and loves all the different canons. And when I seen Skeletor for the first time, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, when I first seen him, I was like, I think his inspiration was the William Stout Skeletor card art, if you see how he's standing in yeah. that one picture. Okay, I just want to make sure. I was like, was I right on that? But well, I mean, I, I don't like, know if that's what he delivered, but I see what you're talking about as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, which is good, which again, it shows how he has the love for not only just the movie, but he knows the reference material of other things that have existed and been out there. But I like the story. I'm not, as you know, I'm one of the people that usually hates a time-traveling story and I always want to be the dick, like, you know, how Tyler says sometimes, you know, hey, it's good to be a heel. I don't I like time-travel stories, too. I yeah. feel like they, yeah. they, they limit everybody, plus the whole butterfly effect. Right, so I always, yeah, that's what I mean. So I usually hate it. I'm like, okay, why didn't he just go here or there? But I was like, fuck, it just, it worked for this story for what it was, though. And for everything that you read, I mean, you're sure it's it's a story that we're. It, this is okay. This is what I always try to give up as for an example. Is sometimes we always say yes, it's good to have a lot of action in your story, and then sometimes it's good to have a good story itself. But sometimes people will either try to blind you with so much action to where it's like, oh, who cares? The story is stupid. It's not. Where is the story? <laughs> Multiverse. Fact? What? Or, huh? Sorry, I had yeah, something in my throat. Or they will. <laughs> Or they will drag out a story so much that you want to sleep. Oh, man. Mm, multiverse. You... Sorry. What? Man. <laughs> Everything's got made to go. Mm. But this story, it kept you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. And not only with the art of the characters, just look at just obviously the other stuff. Backgrounds. You see backgrounds. Why is it so many artists, you know, when they do a comic or do anything, they don't give a shit about a background. They'll make it completely blank or they do the laziest just marks in the background for nothing. He did everything possible. It's somebody who wrote this. He drew everything out, and he put so much love and effort into it. It's like you got to appreciate. Like, sure, like you said, oh, we're some you know spelling errors. Oh, who cares? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, no, not again. Damn it. Introduced me to it, and I read it. It just got me excited because this is something. As we were saying earlier, that feeling it was when I was a kid, and I would get that mini comic with the figure. This was something that was fresh and new. So I, I thank you for letting me know because, again, I didn't get truly onto the Internet until I think 2003 or 2004. So talking about fucking being behind, you know, I was way behind. So if Tyler never told me about this, I wouldn't have known because I didn't know about those other websites. I would have never known any of this existed. Yeah, I mean, it's there. There's so many. I, I almost like I almost don't know where to start in terms of like. I, I would go back and read this story multiple times because I would devote so much time just to looking at He-Man stuff on my early days of the internet. Um, before, before even before I had it, I would just go to a friend's house before this before I met Nathan and just go to He-Man he uh, like the Adam Tyner website and just look at pictures and stuff like that. So to see a brand new story that treats new adventures with dignity, the nothing but references the live action movie KO, which I was so cool, so glad to hear Nathan was like. Dude, KO's, and it's like, I said, I, you get it, it's like, KO, KO, of all, of all the New Avengers characters, KO is the only one featured in this, and as a kid, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's KO, he's got, he's got a, a goatee and everything, he looks badass, I'm like, I think that's KO, though, and he, he and I like how he didn't explain it, you know, didn't you like that, he didn't explain why he was there, yeah. or why he chose it, I like that, he was just there, that's it, no yeah, and, and it just makes that whole idea, this is another example of like, look, New Avengers, the cartoon, not executed great but if you look at this and this is what we all felt like like what that's why i was so mad at scott pushing shira into the bullshit uh, classes can and fans buying into that because a lot of them probably don't know any better but just the idea that there would be ramifications of like what would happen if both him and skeletal leave this planet what would happen to eternity this is what would happen you know like i i buy into every aspect of this story like i i dare ask anybody in the chat room and both you guys like to think that the Horde and the same, whether or not they would team up or not, that could be interpreted different ways. I buy the fact, because this whole idea that Tila marries King Hiss, like, you spare my friends, I will marry you, 
but you leave Grayskull alone, roll the planet, whatever. Like, there's some depth and a lot of things to play around with that Emiliano really thought out well. To have Skeletor come back as this kind of neutral character. That was different. That, to that's pretty badass. Him. Like, he's not yeah. good, but he's... And I like that. Like, he doesn't need to be good. But the fact that yeah. he's there is this kind of, like... A sage character almost which you know, made you almost you know like how it ended it was like open-ended like okay now what could be next like i wish he could write more to like you know continue this like okay give us another story what's going to continue past this because he definitely threw us all for a loop at least i'm i'm sure anybody when they were first reading it when i was seeing tila was with king hiss and bad i was like what the fuck what's going on i mean i was i didn't know and i kept reading i was like jesus christ and i kept going i was like oh okay i get it now okay it's despair it's like then now it makes sense but he is he knew what he was doing that way of you know making you maybe flip and switch and wonder what the hell is going on but that's good storytelling when you can make us believe that something is happening that we'd never think would happen you just you accomplished your mission, but then it got past it, and then yes, you can still see she's good. But I still liked the whole element with Skeletor, like you said, this kind of different role to where he's not the Skeletor we'd always think, you know, and you think oh he's going to double cross you that quickly, which in fact you didn't get any of that. So that's why I wish, hopefully someday in the future he could do another one. I don't know if it's ever mentioned. Now again, you would know more than me because you've seen this from the beginning of when he first wrote it. Did he ever mention if he wanted to continue that story? If fan would you know fans would be interested honestly i i was just waiting around for any update on it and i never saw it if he did it was on a forum or something that i never saw um i missed back when i was i was like checking stuff like all the time because i would just like <laughs> like a montage of me just like looking around like check this page check this page I, just because i was such a junkie back when you know i didn't know everything and this is how you found out so much of the stuff by doing some research and things like that and i I'm sure he's probably been asked about it. It's hard to say what what he said about it, but I I had always felt like this is this story is not finished, man. Like, you know what you, know. you hope? It's just like we did with James when uh, we talked and we brought up that question about you know anything he might have wrote when he was a fan. When the question came from Michael Bell from the chat room, and it kind of reinvigorated James. You know, James Etock to where he mm -hmm. wanted to maybe write some more stories. What I'd hope with at least what we've done here is we can always send Emiliano the link. And see the love that it received from here, the fans, from us. And maybe it would maybe like that fire, you know, and maybe he would like to say, okay, I'd like to do this. As, again, fan project. I mean, hell, it would be even more awesome if maybe there was a way something officially could happen. Like, okay, fuck, how about this? Let's get him to write some goddamn mini comics. You know, yeah. get him in there. Are you kidding? Him, Mattel is not putting any, I mean, and that's the thing. I know Emilion has, has always been vocal about how things were done with Mattel. So I don't see that happening. I would rather, you know, all, all the people that we have appreciated from, from Kevin and Axel, Emiliano, and various other humans. I was like, I almost feel like I don't want Mattel to have any say because I feel like they, they will just find some way to put restraints on all this wonderful talent and have them draw the most. One of Joe's, one of, you know, another line I, I just heard from Joe when I think of this white bread in terms of it's, it's very generic. There's, there's no substance, there's no character, there's no punch in the artwork. It's very substandard generic work. And these guys, I mean, you look at this stuff, I don't want to see these guys have any restraints. I will, because I just feel like people in Mattel don't want to push the boundaries. Like, oh, I see what you mean. I guess the reason I brought it up to where the reason I really wish it could be official is 
Because like we've seen, for whatever reason, when there's fan projects that have to do with anything in Masters of the Universe, it's like there's a lot of stepping in. It's like even when they're not making money, when fans ain't making money, it's like why is there such an issue when this is a fan project? I mean, otherwise, I'd say yes, go all out of me, Lionel. Do do another fan project. Pick up with this left off. Do you think part of it is just like them being mad that in, in the back of their minds they know that what they're putting out is inferior to what fans of, of the property you're turning out like I've do you, do you think that's why that? it pisses them off so much is they're just like oh man did you read that yeah it was pretty good oh well we got to shut it down clearly they know what they're doing well you can't have that i, I don't know it's just so well weird. yeah because you just kind of feel like like i i know like back back in the 80s like they weren't that Micromanaging, uh, other than not trying not to piss parents off and stuff like that, I don't, they, they they were just, just kind of making it up the as they went along. Exactly, they were just yeah, like, "What do you want to do?" Like, All right, yeah, yeah. I I don't. Uh, I've never understood that, and it goes the same thing with movies and stuff like that too, where people who aren't very good at the creative decisions are incessantly messing with the creative yeah. decisions, and and and. Instead of like you're you handle the marketing or you handle the financial or you handle, you know, uh, the the budget on the plastics or something like that. Don't come in here and start telling the artists or the story uh, or the writers. Uh, can you can you can you have you know he even fought like a, a, a giant vagina in in the third act of the story here. You're like I I just thought and, and pull a whole John Peters and you come in and start trying to insert stupid shit into a story that doesn't make any sense. But because you're in charge. You know, yeah. I, I, and that's what I feel like happens so much. And I hate to keep harping on Mattel because if it wasn't for Mattel, we would not, I would not have any of this stuff. We, like, Joe would not have but, this stuff. But something just, it seems like something just changed all of a sudden. They got, yeah, so pro- it, they got so protective about the property itself that they don't give any leeway for actual real creativity. And it's like, well, you guys don't know how to be creative. Like, wouldn't you rather hire people who have a good idea of, you know, it's, it's like hiring a hungry director, a random example, but like when they brought James Cameron in to do Aliens, he was young, but he absolutely loved the first Alien film. Knew it backwards and forwards. Okay, why would you not try to take advantage of that and put put it in, obviously, he did Terminator too, but like, like why would you, like, well, no, we don't want someone who knows the, the, the previous film backwards. Well, let's get someone who's never even seen it and doesn't even care about science fiction to do this sequel. Like, that makes no sense. You know sense. what I hate about that? I think what I hate about that the most is when they do something like that, they say, okay, well, this person's going to bring their take. Well, you know what? We don't want their take. We do want the fans that know this property because, picture, what, what's everything we've said here? The last times we actually enjoyed reading Masters of the Universe comics was when we're the, the NBC comics were out because there was actual fans on them. But ever since then, people would say, oh, I like a couple of figures when I was growing up. Uh, you know, I maybe read a comic, watched You're an episode. It's like uh, every, I hate that, and I hate when I hear it because right when I hear it, I know, okay, now it's going to be shit because they don't understand the property. They don't know what the canons mean, and when they write it, that's why it's so convoluted and confusing because they don't understand the properties. You need people like Emiliano. You need people like Val. You need people to understand these properties to make it good 
and make us enjoy this again. And whether it's them or not, if you are going to hire somebody to do these comics, make sure it's a fan of the property. Don't bring somebody just, oh, he's a good writer. He wrote on X-Men. It's like, okay, that's good, but does he know Masters of the Universe? No, but he's a good writer. It's like, okay, he's a good writer, but does he know his property? It is a big difference. You yeah. have to have somebody have the knowledge and be a good writer. I'm not just saying, okay, pick somebody with knowledge and they don't write and they write some pile of shit. But, no, obviously, yes, have some writing skill too. And But at the same time, we're in the, this age of like the, the nerd culture that, as we talked about with Origins, it's like if something comes out, people are just going to consume it because you're in that weird spot. Like Tyler was saying, it's like, oh, well, if no one buys the Origins figures, then people are going to look at it and be like, well, this didn't sell worth jack shit. Well, well, we tried, whatever. So people, they've kind of, almost it feels like the, the fear has been instilled in the fans to be like, well, you, you got to consume all this because you got to make sure that it does well so you can get more. I, and I, I don't know. I can't imagine what it was like back in the day, too, because James has worked on this. Uh, Danielle's worked on this. Val, Miliano, like the stories that they have. This is just the three of us sitting here just saying these things. We don't we don't know the inner workings of Mattel and how they operate and what they're thinking. I mean, on the outside. Oh, God, after what did you say? Was it you or Tyler that said the, the legal department wrote this new mini comic? Uh, Who said that? Like, I was going to get the janitor. Grandma yeah, sent the article about that, that, that. I hope it's not true. Like I said, just pick somebody random. Okay, you're well, right. I mean, week. like, a, I mean, anything. I mean, you know, I don't. For the most part, yeah, Grimbot's on the money for a lot of that stuff, and, and he takes his stuff just as intensely as we do. So I don't, I don't see him. And I didn't read the article, but he, you know, because I was working at at the, at the moment, I just it popped up and I saw it. Um. So I conversed with him a little bit about it, but it didn't shock me that if that's that's legit, like yeah, I mean I I'm I'm not going to subscribe at this point. Like that's why I didn't buy any of the current DC stuff that you guys sat through. I stopped buying the shitty <laughs> yeah. of all shit Thundercat crossovers after issue two because I knew after issue one this is not going good. Like I get it. And DC doesn't care because it's not Batman and Superman to them. So they'll just put anybody on there who says that they had some figures or, or whatever the case may be. But, yeah. you know, you there's know, a lot of bad, I feel bad for, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was just, I feel bad for people that, like, they have their hopes up. Like, okay, we all knew from the beginning multiverse, we knew it was just probably going to just be horrible. And there's like shit, people love it, great. Yeah. But for those people who were really looking forward to it and stuck all the way to the end, which we've seen that, me and Nathan did see it in the group, so people were just like, no, I'm still, I still think it's great. When it hit issue six, almost everybody was just flat disappointed, like they got punched in the face. They were like, that's not what they expected in the ending. And see, that's the thing. If you're going to try to hold along... Well, then I'm sorry. If they're going to be that delusional up to this point after you guys have sat and... and went through every one of those piece of shit issues and anybody is sitting there saying, Oh, it's great. And then somehow they think the last issue is the one that broke. I'm like, well, that what's crazy. That's what I mean. So like what you have, these people that are still dedicated to want to read it. And then you just hit a shit bomb at the end of where everyone says, God, that really was bad. It's like, then you just don't know what you're doing. We've seen it from the beginning. A lot of people were still enjoying it, but for those who enjoyed it to be pissed, it's like it shows you're not doing anything right if you're even losing those fans that stuck to the end and they're like, I don't care about it no more, which is sad. But this this homecoming, 
great ass fucking comic. I really hope that one day in the future, Emiliano can give us another one. And at least now, I'll be prepared. I do have an internet. I have slower connections. I have terrible technology, but I, do, I can still read it. I do have an internet. All right. Yeah, I, I do I have on. internet now, so I don't have to go through the Sega Dreamcast. So I can't do this. So uh, and don't yeah, let guys... don't let Joe fool you. He's still web browsing on his Sega Dreamcast. Uh, you know, you still can. I think I think you can, I think, but I, I, yeah, I, I do think you can actually. Yeah, like, I think yeah, there's stuff that I you can do. Sometimes I told you it was the first time I heard sound. I got so excited. I think, oh god, what was it? I think when the MYP cartoon was being advertised. And they said it'd be coming. And the first audio clip came of Adam, of Cam Clark, I think, saying, by the power of Grayskull. Yeah. I was hitting that button over and over. I remember I called my dad and said, listen to this. And I hit it, and I did it three times. like, who cares? Like, it didn't even give a shit. It's like, why am I getting excited over a voiceover? But, oh, God, silly. So um, this is a big – oh, go ahead. Well, I no, gonna, I, I was going to say, but before we, like, really move on from the stuff, I know I said earlier that some of the art, it wasn't it, – the, the only thing that – that pinpointed to me is I didn't really at the beginning of the book here I didn't enjoy the look that He Man had. Now it works really in good a when, panels, when, he, when, he, when he comes panels? when he comes back with the beard and everything. It oh, works I, better. I, I like that though. Uh, I did. I only like, like it because it's like we, we don't quite know what happened. Like it's right. almost like Skelter comes back with, with uh, you know. He's he's been he won up he's won up team man like whatever's happened, you know. And, and maybe Emiliano had something. I I thought it was an interesting interesting take. Like even though it no I didn't it, mind it, that yeah. With no, the I don't know. I no, 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 it's cool that it's cool that Nathan it didn't like. It. So uh, I mean no, like no, no, yeah, no. elaborate on that. I, no, I'm saying like I once you put the beard on him when he comes back, I like that. I'm saying at the beginning of the book, the way that he man is drawn. Like especially yeah, uh, on page page five where you got Hordak and Shira and you yeah. got He Man down at the bottom. I'm kind of not a fan of, of that look, but once he comes back and you, you, and, and you put the beard on him, so that that was honestly really the only issue I have. And I like the idea too, because you guys may have touched on this, but uh, there was some more like dropping of frames, and I was like intently watching everything else. I do like the part where they're in the the tavern and he's there and he's just kind of overhearing everything and people essentially yeah. sort of like talking shit about him. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I, I like it. I, I th this is awesome and we've already had stuff in the chat like, is this on the org? Can where can I see this comic? It's not on the org. Um, maybe we can uh, we can reach out to Emiliano, maybe find a way to kind of host it so you guys can at least have it digitally. We'll, we'll we'll talk yeah. and we'll we'll get That's that a good idea. get that figured because people yeah, I mean, people and, and need I, to read this. They do, and it just to kind of you know because I know if uh, uh, to kind of elaborate a little bit more on the story, if if people you know I'd pretty much because we really didn't discuss the whole story, but right. just to kind of wind it up nice and tight here is that it, it it gives a nice epilogue to the history of which is what a movie or a new canon or a new show ought to do to get people up to date on stuff. But this, like anybody who is a casual fan could jump right into the story because it sets the stage. It introduces the struggle. It includes the, the new adventures that he must go take off. And during that time, King Hiss comes in and pretty much lays claim uh, to Snake Mountain. And Tila takes over as the sorceress. But to ensure that King Hiss does not overstep his boundaries, she agrees to marry him to spare the heroic warriors and, and everybody I mean, I mean, because they're all they're there all still is. alive. 
you know, you're and, right. I mean, it's a great story. Well, like, like you said, it's we never read it all to them, just like you said. But I mean, no, they, but it's just just to kind of get people excited about this. And yeah, where, yeah. And Skelter comes back. No, it obviously sounds like he knows more than he's letting on, and does that with King Hiss. And of course, King Hiss is like a nervous wreck about it. So he's trying to, you know, He Man comes back kind face. of a broken man. Did you like King Hiss's face when you know yeah. he was looking? We knew like who's he looking at? I like that kind of look of shock and fear. The great thing, I mean, two other things to mention about this. I mean, first, like when I was talking about not liking He Man, I'm not saying it was drawn horribly, but I understood what Nathan meant. But here's the great thing about it: it shows Emiliano was putting his take. On he, you know, he man himself when he drew him. So it was a different look in the face. It's not yeah. saying it was bad. It was just different from what we're used to. But everything else, like you said, it just works great about it. I, I, I like that he even mentioned. This is when you know again you have a fan just mentioning hero. I was like, you got it. You know what you're talking about. So he knows all his references from the toys to the comics to anything. So I, and, I highly recommend this. Like I said, we will talk with Emiliano. See if there's a way we can we'll, get it. So we'll, yeah, people we, can we, read it. We'll have to find a way. I mean, uh, just great nods, little uh, characters showing up in it that you're like, Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that, that character to be here. Like Tyler said before, cause I was intently watching other stuff. KO showing up. And the, the fact that he's just kind of like haggard, like he man too. He's got a little bit of goatee and thing going on. It just, I, it, the the scene too when like he gets everything back and then he shows up and everyone's like oh it's, it, he's here it, it kind of gives yeah. you, gives yeah. you that hope that things are about to just change for the right again because but it's, it's good to see he man though and there's there it's not I mean he's you know Tila like it's out like they know yes. who he is but it's like you see him broken like his presence is like it means nothing whatever happened in New Adventures broke him. Because he comes back just, you know, beaten up, essentially a drunk. is the only guy that comes back with him. Uh, it's like they, all the heroic words just stood up, but it's like they don't believe in He-Man or some of them are kind of indifferent. They don't know what to believe. And it just kind of adds extra levels of confrontation that Adam slash He-Man is going through internally. Tila, like, she's a hard ass, but this is Tila what she should be. Like, she believes in him. She knows what he's capable of but she's got to bust his balls because yeah, there's, there's this great shot where he gets pummeled by horde troopers and she essentially says, get off your lazy ass, you spoiled prince. And he gets, and he just like spit and just slices all the horde troopers, like with this intense scream on his face. And then goes after leech. And, uh, I mean, it ends on the cliffhanger of the story, but it's, he may get his shit together, joins the heroic wars to fight because the, the, the horde in the, in the statement have an alliance. And the, the goal is to bring the horde empire Using the cosmic key, a massive cosmic key that King Hiss has built to bring the Horde in to help him take, I mean, conquer the entire planet and yeah. Grayskull too. And that's that's how it's left. But you get, you know, Orko, I love how Orko's drawn a little bit more maturely. Yeah. It's clearly formation Orko, but like not having any like dots in his eyes, it, it kind of adds a little bit more of a distinguished look to Orko. Like he's a lot more wiser. He's, he narrates the beginning of the story. It's like, it's like Orko has grown up, yeah. and he's he's he just it's like it's an interesting take on Orko, you know. Orko yeah. at one point would have to grow up just like Adam does. What would Orko be like when he got when he's gotten older? Yeah, because this is like five years later. So yeah, we're gonna light the fire under Emiliano. We're gonna get another fucking comic. It's gonna. <laughs> and, happen. We're gonna yeah, make it's this happen. It's brilliant work. Yeah. I mean, it's because uh, it I've never been a fan of like fan fiction in general because most people don't know what the hell they're doing. But Emiliano, yeah, I. I I mean, James, Emiliano, Axel, 
Danielle, like, they don't write fan fiction. They write and draw, like, you know, quality stuff. I put Ke- Kevin on any of that stuff, too. It's, it's Val, you know, knew, clearly knew what he was doing and was writing. Because for the most part, there is a lot of bad fan fiction and pretty much damn near everything. Well, yes, everything that DC has put out, aside from the first three mini comics that were out back in the 80s, has just been horseshit fan fiction. And the people that get pardoned, yeah, I'm glad you're a fan of He-Man, but you got no business writing it. Be a bit, be the biggest fan in the world. Be a bigger fan than all three of us combined. Just don't. Well, write I stuff. mean, a bigger, big, got no bigger fan it. than you two combined. I, I can kind of like step back a little bit because I'm not, I'm not at that that tier yet. And I want to say in closing with this, the other thing that I really appreciated, I like that it's just in black and white. Like I, there, there, oh, there's, yeah. there's yeah. just something yeah. about that. Uh, it's what draws me to those early Ninja Turtle comic books too. That there's, there's nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. That we don't have any color. It's just black and white. There it is. I, I, well, hell, even most com- most modern comics like they look ugly as shit. Like not only the, the 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 colors are like muted. Like I I miss like bright colored comics of the seventies and eighties, and even the early to a certain degree. But they're just like the art look great and they're colored so beautiful. Like everything now is like trying to be like dark and muted. I'm like, well, your artwork's ugly to begin with, but your colors make it even worse. You know, but with this, like, you don't need color because the illustrations are crisp and, and, and I mean, just lean and perfect. It's uh, severely lacking in, in most modern comics, and that's why I don't read modern comics anymore because they all suck balls. I, I wish I wish yeah, He-Man would have kept the beard in this. I think it would have been a good look for him. I think it's a cool, it's an interesting look, and I, I, I like Ko's yeah. look. Like, he's not disheveled, but it's like, it's if there's a sign of change that, like, Skeletor's entire outfit, it's very regal. But very like Lord of Destruction at the same time. King Hiss's outfit is very like it shows he's the he's the king king of Eternia. It's a very you know regal outfit, but it's still like this is King Hiss man. Like I'll have to do a double take there. just to make sure because like I said, I think that you know his look of Skeletor I think was based on that William Stout uh, card art. I might be wrong, but it looks so close. So if so, he chose a great thing to show, you know, especially getting that something we never, yeah, you got tastes of it in the movie, but still the movie was quite different from that. William, I mean, I'm, God, what did I say? Um, uh, William Stout. I almost thought I said William George. Did I say William George? No, if I did, said, I'm a no, fucking idiot. William I meant William no, you did. Yeah. Oh, I did. Okay, good. Then I'm still an idiot though. But uh, all right, but this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say before we get to the chat room, because this will be the time right now you guys can start shooting questions. I wanted to uh, acknowledge some winners and it shows the kind, again, the kindness and the coolness from the masters of the universe community, David Clark from adultcollector.org, And he has so many damn cool pages on Facebook as well. He was one of the people who was able to buy a lot of those origin figures <laughs> when they're on the Walmart website. And what he did is he had like a little contest there to where he was going to have some winners chosen to get these figures. And he said, Joe, would you like to announce the winners on the Fans of Power podcast this Sunday? I said, sure, great. So just now to let everybody know the five winners, they'll be getting some of these figures, which is... Oh, go what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, he he turns heel, and it turns out that he's just sending all of them to us. I was like, it was us all along, Joe. So, uh, So here are the five winners. So congratulations to Scott Edward, Brock N. Cordero, Andreas Schumacher, and I hope it's Andreas and not Andre, uh, Kitu Nimic, and Mario Barrero. So, you five, congratulations. You'll be getting some figures. I'm sure David Clark will get in contact with you. But, David, uh, thanks again. That's that's an amazing 
act of kindness. Just Jesus, those figures again. I mean, it's fifteen bucks, but you start adding them up. That's a lot of money. But it shows the love of again this community that people do that to just try to help out fellow masters of the universe oh, fans. Yeah, so, so, cool, so thank cool you. Thing to do, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised cool. that he put it in your hands to just announce it here live on the podcast. Maybe that's why there's so many concurrent viewers this episode. They're just waiting to. Yeah, but I hear for for <laughs> did, did I win? Get a free toy. <laughs> What kind what of bullshit is that, people? No, I, no wait, how bizarre no, would that, that be? We like had four that, months to watch and I announced the winners and it goes down to no, ten. No, so it's like, I, I, no I don't I honestly I think the driving force was homecoming because a, a lot of a lot of people don't know about that book. Yeah. yeah. But, no, and they they, they want to find I, out. And, so yeah. Oh, and take, I think uh physical copies were only made for uh it's like a German convention. If, yeah, probably Grayskull Con or something uh, like that. I think I, that's, that's... I had it here somewhere. Let me see if I can... Well, just quickly, I was going to say, uh, David did say that the figures are ready to ship. Man. So <laughs> It's weird. The, the viewer account, it, it did drop a little, but trust me, people were still here. They they love the comic talk, everything else. Now, I well, wonder... How do you know that? How do you know that, Joe? Because I am wise. I know all. No, you're just saying it because you just have to say everything so nice and fluffy like you well, do. Well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm yeah, going to say this, even if they were here, just to hear who won. I appreciate you guys hanging around and at least giving the video some oh, views. Sure. So I'll I'll take what I can get out of that. That's fine. Tune in for the next giveaway. No, I want devotion. I want people coming back on a regular basis, not just oh, so they can get a free we're, toy. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, I do want to acknowledge somebody else. Uh, there was the episode we did a while back where we talked about issue one of the Masters of the Universe magazine. We talked about the letter section. And there's somebody who, it's her birthday on the 25th of this month. It's uh, Ivy got a bed, and she wrote a, a letter to Orko. And so I just want to let her know that I think Orko got that letter. He's going to be writing her back, but it's going to be her birthday, the 25th of this month. So I just want to give a nice shout-out and a happy birthday to Ivy, who's going to be seven years old. See, we got a Masters of the Universe Princess of Power fan in the making right here on the show. Happy, happy so birthday, I to Ivy. Give... Yes. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So yeah, Ty, just... Ty, Tyler wasn't here for this. So... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but I'll still, hey, how you doing, Ivy? He'll still give a wave to her, though. But let's see. Now, where are the questions? I want to see what questions we have. And then, if you want, Nathan, is there, is there anything from last week's episode you wanted to acknowledge any of the chat room from, I mean, the yeah. comments from last yeah, week? I, then I, I will can do that. Uh, Adam Gabbard asked, what is on my shirt? And it is, uh, lunch is canceled due to lack of hustle. It's from the movie Heavyweights. Uh, it's, an, Heavyweights. it's an awesome film that there's no way that they would make that today because too many people would probably be offended by it. Um, Bitch, is that a movie? Adam Gabbard also had in the, the chat uh, about uh, Lou Scheimer and uh, doing so many voices for the animated show wanted to know uh, essentially which one was your favorite that he did. I, I like, um, I mean, he did a bunch of good ones. Like Lou, I mean, a, a lot of good ones. I mean, from Trap Jaw, Triclops, Stratos, King Randor. Uh, but my probably the first one that came to mind was the first Mechanic, which that was the best, which was in Disappearing Dragons, where Mechanic has a very robotic voice, um, which would make sense from someone who has a bionic neck, um, that his throat, like his vocal cords would sound, well, bionic or mechanical like non-human almost so even though it's lou but with a little bit of enhancement like that was probably my favorite but he did such a great job of of like 
changing up his voice just a little bit. Like it's Stratus and, and Randor sound a lot alike, but they're they're different. Like if you were to play, if Joe were to play a sound clip of, of Stratus for me and then King Randor, and not tell me who was what, I could tell you which one because that he was, you know. He, but yeah, Mechanic. God, I just keep rambling here. Yeah, Mechanic. I go with Oracle. I always loved his Oracle. Or I love, oh, like Oracle is brilliant too. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened with Mechanic, but uh, that'll be another show. But go yeah, I, I I don't know either. And I even asked James that, and he's like, I don't know. What the hell do I look like, Tyler? An expert or something? Um, <laughs> yeah. Blue. Blue. Uh, it's only like he only you know wrote a book about it or anything. Love yeah. you, James. Anyway, uh, blue blue haired lawyer. This comes from uh, episode two twenty eight. I'm not gonna read the the entire thing. But he says here, Tyler, please, just just do a Motu knockoff. You may feel that it's not as cool as the real thing, but in these times, a lot of fan-written stuff is better than original because you have people working on the original that don't have the love and respect. I have no doubt you could do a Motu mini-comic online paper ripped out of a spiral notebook with simple ink pen art that would be far better than what DC has done. I also said here, in closing, am I the only one who likes the Decker figure? Many say he's boring, but he has unique boots, a unique tunic, cool hair, and an eye patch. I think he looks great. I, I mean, I you know what? I think Decker would have been cool if instead of the, the episode of the island that they did, they could have just done a flashback with the story, like have a story with him and Duncan doing <laughs> something instead of that boring-ass thing that we got with the island. Because that was just boring. That was like the epitome of filler episode. Just complete, uh, like I was watching it, and then the dialogue at the end when you think Duncan's gonna like die is so corny. And I'm like, who wrote this shit? Like, this sucks. It was horrible. I mean, it's I I haven't seen the episode since it aired, and that was the last time I watched it. And I would, I swear, I'll never watch it again. Um, but and I associate Decker with that shitty episode. Like, it's not the character's no. fault. I don't think Man at Arms needs. We don't need. I just don't think we need to see like, you know, because the guy looked like he was almost the same age as, as Man at Arms. Like it doesn't look like this is a guy that's a lot older that's seen a lot more. He just kind of looked like a guy. I mean, a cool design, but that's about it. So God, did I hate Clawful th- in that? Hate oh, Clawful in that. That, 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 that was the other thing. Actually, I couldn't understand his own. Hang clicks. on, let me. I'll, I'll pull up my notes. Clicks like that's like some Scott Nautic bullshit too. You know, it's God, what, I couldn't it's... stand that. I was like, okay, you're making him so dumb now that he doesn't even understand his own language anymore. I mean, not only was it bad enough how he's portrayed from the start and how he talked I... it or talked it. Oh my God! Plus, when they're clearly talking the English attorney language, like why the hell is like, oh, I need to talk to you like this instead of talking to you like I am right now. You know, it's like, I'm going to use more Nathan, uh, uh, instead of text, I'm going to send you through Morse code. I'll let yeah. you know my answer about tomorrow. I, but I had this in my notes. Here are my notes from the island. Cause hopefully we, we never oh. have to cover this already hating how dumb the crab people sound. Why do they all sound the same? And why did they make clawful a dumbass halfway through? And it's quite boring. I, I have this note here and I can't remember why I got to put ice on my crabs. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. And then I would have liked to have seen more of a flashback episode to show you the relationship between Duncan and Decker. Uh, just very throwaway filler episode. Dialogue is quite shitty, especially when Duncan is dying from the poison. So that's that's all all I really had to say about that. Which they're 
Yeah, because yeah, we're not going to talk. I don't even want to talk anymore about that one. It's horrible. Yeah. But I, I just, I, was, I mean, the character, he's not necessary. I think if you were to give him another, I, I don't know. It just, I feel like he don't need, we don't, as Man at Arms, like a lot of these characters, we don't need to see their past explored. So give him another role in the mythology and he can stay. All right. And uh, Eric Sanchez had a question. Now, for this one, I think it might but be. But I appreciate you saying what I, uh, that I could write. And I, I may have to share the uh, unreleased Clan Chap Ninja mini comic. At least have the layouts for all the for the entire book. So maybe I can do that on the podcast and show you another example. Yeah, of that yeah, would go, be go cool. Ahead and, go ahead and send me that, and I can like put it up on okay. the screen. Okay. Yeah, as close right. as we're going to get to seeing that thing come to fruition. It's not in color, but there are <laughs> sketches where it's like you clearly see what's happening. So. But I'd really, I think we'd still love to see it. So yeah, thanks for that, Tyler. Uh, no Eric Sanchez. Yeah, Eric Sanchez. Had a, he says, a like, that, you could tell that tone in Joe's voice. Like, yeah, yeah, that's great. It's like, hurry the fuck up. Um, he does it. Well, and I, acts like he's not doing it. Like, we know what you're doing here. Eric Sanchez had a question. <laughs> said, Joe, I heard that Friday the 13th Part 3 writers wrote a Filmation Master episode. What was it? I think he might refer to, was Barney it Cohen, the final chapter? Evil Did Seed. Evil Seed? Yeah, mm-hmm. that we did at the same time. So, yeah. But you were close. Yeah, it was four, not three. But thank you for that, Eric. Yeah. But, yeah, check out yeah. Evils. Stupid! <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, this is another startup. No, I thought he was asking a question. Uh, Papa Hut 69 said, why did MYP go with... Oh, we don't know this, but um, why did MYP go with King Grayskull when an established character like Hero was around? Was it a legal issue or what? It, don't, it was not a legal no, issue. No, no legal issue. They with their own original bullshit just to bad piss decision. all over me. Yeah, very bad decision. We were all expecting Hero. We wanted it. Never happened. So that was a real piss move. So uh, Adam Gabber said... And I know Val called out Dean Stefan on their podcast when they had him on. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember Val calling... And Val's even even said on the podcast that King Grishka was such a lame-ass you know, concoction. So... I know Dean defended it. And it all goes down yeah. to if if you like if you like that stuff, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. It's just these are just our Four of opinions. us would have lost our shit with Hero. We we would have loved Hero, but yeah, for people, the very few that like King Grayskull, that's fine. But Hero, what? Yeah, you stay over the corner. Keep away from me. De- Descendants, oh, Descendants of Grayskull had a comment on episode 228. What are your thoughts on the Horde characters like Dragstor and Mosquito, which sadly did not make the cartoon? Love them. Badasses. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. They were fucking cool. awesome. And, uh, you know, check out the, the mini-comics that they were in. Just do a simple Google search. Go to, like, the, the Grayskull wiki and find out their appearances. Read read those mini-comics. They're, they're great. They're fun. Hell yeah. Uh, Adam Gabbard, what toy is that near 2000X Skeletor? Oh, that's nothing. That's just uh... Oh, that, that's a, a Jollibee. Uh, that's Jollibee in front of uh, Skeletor. I know everybody's like, what the fuck? I wish I'd try their food. It looks delicious, but it's Jollibee. It's their mascot. Um, <laughs> that was like, what the nah, fuck? Yeah, Let's I don't see. Even know what um, whatever. Uh, that must be a, uh... a, a motto thing. <laughs> yeah, Ralph Brock did, I mean, did say he loved the that about Clawful with his dim-wittedness, which, hey, I if mean, you, you like didn't it, like him fine. like it, that is great. No, uh, that no is, that's that not is. okay. No, it's not. I'm not going to pretend to be nice to him about this. Like, no, I'm not going to graphic him. But no, no, you can't like that. If you see, what's what's the guy's name? <laughs> Ralph Brock. Here All we right, go. Ralph, look, look, Ralphie on the double here, okay? You got to go watch Driel's Return 
or uh, a Witch and the Warrior, or um, or uh, read uh, Clash of Arms. Like, if you look at those examples of Clawful, you'll realize and understand that Clawful should never be intended to be portrayed anything more than the ultimate badass of Skeletor's evil warriors. Like, just plain and simple. Like, there's just no room to see any of these guys portrayed as a da. You know, it's just it's it's it needs to be it needs to go. Like, I'm not. It's not a personal attack. I just feel like you need to like even if you've seen them. You need to revisit them and don't ever watch Clawful again in MIP. Period. Just, just, just don't. Just don't save yourself the trouble, man. I'm, I'm I would have rather you, you have anything him, he, he didn't speak. You know, in MIP, if he should have been him. mute, I'd have been happy yeah. with Whiplash or Clawful just being mute. Because he looks so badass. I mean, definitely so badass looking. Then his mouth opens like, oh god. So that and was I, horrible. But no, but my brother laughed that. at me because of that because he knew how pissed off I was. I mean, that, that, that's, I bet. The, that's the beauty of it, though, is like I, when when Tyler's watching something and he absolutely hates it, I take joy in it because then I just start laughing maniacally oh, because does it's he perfect. Ever. Because you know he's getting pissed off and you know it's going to like ruin the rest of his day, maybe possibly the rest of his week following, and you just take it in because it's funny. It's funny. I, I, I love it. I don't <laughs> mind bad stuff. If it's bad... I move away from it, but Tyler. Oh, 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 no, no, no. We, we, we throw Nathan in front of a shitty pay per view. Then, then the shoe's on the other foot, and you will see uh, someone who's that, just ready to blow that, his brains out. And which the one? Tyler, well, all right, I know. Tyler, I'll, if you were to pick a top one, which drove Nathan the I, most I know insane? Which, would you I, say WrestleMania Seventeen? No. The ending of no, WrestleMania Seventeen. No. I've never to this day no. had seen. And Nathan came to school with his head between his legs. That's, he was so that's distraught. Not, that's over not that. the worst one. The worst one, I can't remember what show it was, but it's when Chris Jericho came back and he challenged Randy Orton for the title, right? And JBL came in and interfered. Oh, that guy hated that. We were that. watching it at a public viewing at a bowling alley because you could just go pay $5 and just watch the show, right? So you don't have to – because at the time, pay-per-view, the network didn't exist. So instead of spending 60 bucks, we, we would go to the bowling alley and hang out with the rest of the marks that would sit there and shake in their, in their seats. <laughs> and – uh I was sitting there. I, I think I was having like a, a pitcher of beer. I think I was just had that to myself. Tyler and I are hanging out. Uh, JBL was uh, behind the announce desk doing commentary, interferes in the match. And I was like, Jericho's first program back is going to be him and JBL. And I just started yelling. I was like, no, no. And then this waitress came by and looked at Tyler and was like, is he okay? And then Tyler was like, yeah, she's, he, yeah he's fine. Oh so, my god! Yeah. That must have been a nice that, public that was, meltdown. That oh, the there's there's some small stories we could share about our times going to the bowling alley. So if we if anybody <laughs> ever wants to hear more of those on another episode, we've got like uh, a bunch of all these of me and Nathan. We <laughs> can share. Tiger got screwed, man. Tiger got screwed. Oh god, man! He called us out into yeah, the parking lot the... and wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, and he trapped you guys, and I'm like, have fun with the mark. I'm going to the car. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Christ. Well, I think that's everything from the chat room and from last week. So, yeah, we had some hiccup at in the beginning, but we got yeah. through it. And so, uh, appreciate uh, apologies, all you guys sticking through. Apologies for all the technical difficulties. I know, like, halfway through, we had a few hiccups there. I don't know what that's about. I think that may have just been my internet being kind of strange. So, apologies. Yeah, it's just a rarity. This isn't how it... Yeah, it's not how it always is for the new subscribers and people viewing. Yes, that's just weird. Weird hiccup for this episode. But I do appreciate everybody that was here. Hope you enjoyed it. Liked all the activity. And people that are new to this channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, ring the bell so you can always be notified when we go live. And actually, and watch until... the episodes. Don't just subscribe to it. 
Please like, subscribe, nothing. Until next time, have a powerful day. I caught my first tube this morning, sir. You caught my first tube this Point morning? Break. Is that what you said? Bingo. Good. I, yep. When I got that. I'll do the classic Joe Amato thing where it's, I've seen that one time, I've never seen it since, oh, so get out I of don't here, know Joe. anything. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> all right. See you guys uh, Joe's like going to hold on to his head like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I sure wouldn't. <laughs> See you guys next Happy time. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Even if, even if you're not a father, like the, the three of us, though I'm sure Joe probably has some illegitimate kids somewhere. <laughs> That's my uncle. Like I am.